Hey everybody, and hope you guys are enjoying your Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, with that holiday, I'm out on the road, and thus we'll be coming to you uh, with a bit shorter of a podcast today. We will just do a few bust predictions for the week and then dive into all the exciting playoff matchups as we go through the last week before playoffs. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. And here we go. Okay, and we'll just go ahead and get right into it since we're trying to keep it a little bit shorter here. Uh, my first bust of the week will be Chris Carson going up against uh, Minnesota, who has been a stout run defense all year. I think Chris Carson will be looking to bounce back from a pretty disappointing effort last week, but I don't see it happening. Uh, with Rashad Penny working his way into a 50-50 split and continuing to show the ability to break off long plays, I look for Carson's role to be diminished this week uh, like we have seen last week. Uh, what we have seen consistently from him is him pretty much having the role unless he fumbles, which he did last week. I think if those fumbles continue to be an issue, um, he'll we'll see Penny get even more work with the timeshare. Uh, as it stands, I think the 50-50 is probably what we'll be looking to see, regardless of if he fumbles or not. And with Minnesota only allowing uh, very little on the ground, I think um, this will spell a slow day for Chris Carson overall. And so I wouldn't look for a lot from him this week if you were looking to have him uh, really give you something. Up next, we have uh, Keenan Allen. I know Keenan Allen has kind of been hit or miss this year. Uh, we did have a long spell with him in the middle of the year just not really doing anything, and I think that plays partially into why I'm giving this call this week. Uh, Keenan Allen does what he does, and he disappears at times, so we'll see if that's one of these weeks. Uh, while he still does receive close to double-digit targets each game, prior to last week he had not scored more than 12 fantasy points, and that's half PPR scoring um, since week three. Uh, going into a tough Denver matchup on the road in that stadium with the the difference in altitude and everything. I don't think we're going to be looking to have Keenan go up against that seventh lowest point defense to the receiver position uh, and really do a, anything big. So I think you can look for him to have a little bit slower of a day. Like we said, though, he does get the volume, but I think in a game like this where Denver really tries to slow the pace, he might not even see enough volume to, um, or the volume that he is accustomed to. And I think we would be looking for a down week from Keenan Allen due to that. My last one will be a guy that had a huge week last week, and that is A.J. Brown. Uh, in a division game versus Indianapolis, uh, I think both teams are likely to run the ball and slow down the clock for their defenses to kind of control the game. Uh, it's going to be a ground-and-pound game that's going to be decided in between the trenches. 
Um, Brown, like I said, is coming off a fantastic week last week and has really developed some chemistry with Ryan Tannehill, uh, who has looked impressive uh, in that Tennessee offense. And Brown has certainly certainly shown the the talent to be a big receiver for Tennessee going forward. But I think this week, uh, with the lack of volume he really sees and the big plays that are needed for him to score, I don't think we'll see um, even close to what we saw last week. I would look for Derrick Henry to get the ball a ton, control the game, like I said, with Tennessee's defense. And the Colts' defense certainly is underrated on their side as well. So look for A.J. Brown to have a little bit slower of a game um, as well as the other two we mentioned. So those will be my three busts for the week, and we'll go ahead and just dive right into the matchup so we can get into it. So going ahead and recapping last week, uh, as we discussed, there were some playoff-deciding matchups on the slate. Uh, between myself, Thad, and Mark, we were going to find some things out about a playoff picture, and we certainly did. Um, I have been eliminated from contention as Mark took me down 88 to 61, while Connor beat Thad 121. Uh, I was beaten by Thad 121 to 94. Uh, with Mark edging me out, I really needed Thad to, or Thad to take a loss so that this week when I played him, uh, I would have a chance to go ahead and even out the record and then have more points than him on the year. But that didn't happen. Mark edged me out as Sam Darnold gave him 27 points, and everyone else on his team was pretty mediocre. But with that being said, the same thing was uh, happened on my side, with the exception of Dak giving me uh, a measly six points versus a tough New England defense. Um, with that hole, that really I needed some additional players to play and put up big numbers, but no one really did. Uh, two players uh, on my team really only scored in double digits, and neither was a big week. So that really put me, uh, set me up to score only the 61 points and take the loss. But alas, uh, Connor could not come through for me. Uh, Thad, behind a very strong performance from Leonard Fournette and Lamar Jackson, both who had 30 points, and Allen Robinson, uh, were enough to come through to keep Connor at bay. Connor got big games from Derrick Henry and Zach Ertz, but with Amari Cooper goosing him and Emmanuel Sanders and Jameson Crowder both combining for just four points, I uh, couldn't really get the help I needed from Connor, so we'll just move right along and ignore that one for the rest of the year uh, since that takes me out. Um, so we'll briefly touch on Coley's team as he won his fourth game of the year uh, as Carson didn't set a lineup. Uh, Coley had Kyle Allen score well for him in a trade for Devontae Adams. Uh, helped him coast to a 78-23 to win. No reason really to discuss this one further. Uh, would be a little bit more fun if Carson set a lineup, but he didn't, so we'll go ahead and move right along. Um, and so our next matchup is Brian, and he was looking to just stay alive in the playoffs hope going up against Ethan as he needed to win that division, and Ethan is currently in the lead. And he did so, uh, taking down Ethan 93-76. to Slow games from Russell Wilson and Kenny Galladay made it hard to stay in front, but DJ Moore's two-touchdown game, along with solid performances from guys like Robbie Anderson and Le'Veon Bell, were enough to get him to 93, and that was enough to beat Ethan, who on his side had guys like Zeke, Deshaun, and Tevin Coleman all have pretty fine games, but the rest of his team was very disappointing, and no one boomed, and so he suffered a very mediocre week and let Brian's hopes of winning the division stay alive. Uh, it could have ended right then and there, but uh, Ethan didn't take advantage of that, so we'll have a little bit of drama with those two matchups going into this this week. Um, up next, we have Lathan, who had a slim chance of keeping his playoff run alive by beating Seth 
and he did so, 117 to 115, uh, a very narrow margin of victory there. Both Aaron Jones for Seth and Todd Gurley for Lathan only put up three points, but meanwhile, Lathan got big weeks from DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., and a massive week from Chris Godwin that really led to his victory. On Seth's side, Jameis, Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, and Nick Chubb all did their part, but Cooper Cup continued to play slow, and it was just enough for Lathan to squeak out a victory uh, with that two-point margin. Uh, We'll see how Lathan goes through and can still make the playoffs. Uh, We'll talk about that in this week's preview. But let's go ahead and jump over to our last matchup of this week for the uh, reviews of last week's matchups. And uh, that is Justin versus Blake. And Justin did just enough, like Lathan, to take down Blake, 116-113. to And astoundingly, Justin tries to make a playoff run, even though he had already been mathematically eliminated. Strong performance there, Justin. Well done. Way to get yourself a worse pick. Uh, From Jonathan Williams, Ronald Jones, and Marquise Brown, and James Washington, Justin uh, led the charge with his mediocre team outperforming once again. Blake tried to ride CMC and Mark Ingram's big week uh, with Dalvin Cook sitting on the bench. On a bye, but uh, like Seth, he fell just short with a couple of big names underperforming in Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers. I did try to issue the Rodgers warning last week, but uh, uh, as such, Blake did leave Ryan Tannehill on the bench. And uh, that does mean Blake technically still can fall out of playoffs, even if it is a long shot. And he will get Dalvin Cook off by next week. So it uh, doesn't look likely for him to fall out, but technically he still can since he didn't take care of business against Justin this week. So let's go ahead and jump right on over to our preview, or in this case, uh, a midweek view, since we did already have three games played uh, at the time of this being recorded uh, on Thanksgiving. But let's go ahead and get into it. So to get us started, let's quickly just go through and uh, take a look at who can miss and make playoffs this week, and then we'll start with their matchups. So we have the most interesting matchups coming first on the podcast. Uh, So to start, Brian can still make the playoffs by winning his division with a win over Carson, a loss uh, for Ethan to Coley, and outscoring Ethan by 50.43 points. This will be a tall task to ask Coley to beat Ethan and also to win by such a wide point differential. But crazier things have happened, so uh, I don't see this occurring, Brian. Sorry, buddy. But uh, it looks like um, Brian has a slim chance, but we'll go ahead and say that Ethan will probably win that division and make the playoffs. Next, we look at three teams that are 7-5 and five, and Lathan, who are battling for the last uh, four non-division winner spots. Um, and that is Thad at 7-5 and five with 1,342.58 points. Mark at 7-5 and five with 1,222.82 points. Blake at 7-5 and five with 1,368.98 points. And Lathan at 6-6 six and six with 1,367.54 points. Um, Thad plays me, Mark plays Connor, and Blake and Lathan are going head-to-head for a final battle of the rivals. Mark is really the one who can't afford a loss with such a low point total. He will either need to, have, either need to win or have Lathan lose to have a, any kind of chance of making it. Lathan has to win, obviously, to have a chance, but that chance also hinges on either myself or Connor beating Thad and Mark. And if that happened, Lathan has a good chance of being ahead of them in points. 
the other way he makes the playoffs would be for him to take down Blake and outscore him by 1.44 points. And with this, he wouldn't need either Thad or Mark to lose. And this would knock Blake out of playoff contention. So let's go ahead and focus in on these uh, four matchups and starting with the most interesting one. So Lathan versus Blake, uh, the ultimate grudge match for the league, two longtime friends who have become enemies uh, during the season. A war of fantasy football, glory, and harsh trash talk occurs this week as they fight for that last playoff position. Uh, This is one of the few games where neither team had anyone play on Thanksgiving, so it is completely opened uh, chapter waiting to be written in the book of the league history. We will give this one a full breakdown. So up first, we have Rodgers versus Mahomes. Uh, I like Mahomes to win this matchup uh, pretty easily, it looks like, as he will be going up against a very beatable Oakland secondary, while Rodgers also has a winning matchup versus the Giants. But at this point, I think uh, Mahomes is a better fantasy quarterback than Rodgers, and Kansas City will likely be focusing more on throwing the ball than uh, Green Bay with Damian Williams banged up and Green Bay really wanting to ride Aaron Jones, it sounds like, this week. Um, for the running back matchups, we have Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook versus Todd Gurley and Darius Geis in those two RB slots. Um, obviously, you have to give this one to McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. Not much to be said here, as it's clear that Lathan's duo is no match for Cook and CMC, who are basically the two running back MVPs on the season. So we'll go ahead and move on to the receiver uh, options. Uh, for Lathan, we have Odell Beckham Jr., Chris Godwin, and A.J. Brown, while Blake carries Julian Edelman, Alshon Jeffrey, and Brandon Cooks. Um, I lean the way of Lathan, although Blake does have better matchups with his receivers. I think Lathan's uh, receiver core with Chris Godwin and Odell Beckham will be enough to get a small margin of victory between these three um, at the position. Uh, So we'll go ahead and lean Lathan on that side. Uh, At the tight end, we have uh, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller as their teams also go head-to-head. Uh, seems like Travis Kelsey, uh, a Travis Kelsey game with Oakland um, being just a, a poor secondary. And like I said, with Mahomes, uh, it's not going to help Lathan if Mahomes just throws it to Kelsey all game. Um, and with Oakland losing Hunter Renfro, we could also see uh, Darren Waller's targets pick back up. And have a, and he's also in a positive matchup as Kansas City is not very strong against the tight end either. Um, I'll lean uh, Travis Kelsey barely in this one. I think he'll have a better game than Darren Waller, but we'll see. Um, At the flex position, we will have Mark Ingram and Hunter Henry for Blake versus DeAndre Hopkins. And maybe it looks like Royce Freeman. Uh, Who knows? Lathan hasn't set that second slot there yet. Um, Either way, DeAndre Hopkins is going uh, to New England, or New England is coming to DeAndre Hopkins. But either way, he'll see Stephon Gilmore. And that hasn't been a good matchup for really any receiver yet this year. And with Lathan's other options, I think uh, Blake's flexes are going to be enough to go ahead and take that portion of the matchup as well. So we'll give the entire matchup to Blake. And uh, although this will eliminate any excitement for playoff intensity by Lathan taking a loss, I think this is the most likely outcome. And so we'll go ahead and pick Blake for that one. Moving on over to my matchup, uh, where Lathan and Blake will both be looking to get a little help if Lathan can pick up the win. Um, 
That will be Thad versus myself, and on Thanksgiving, Thad had strong performances from Allen Robinson and Jason Witten, but a pretty mediocre performance from John Brown, and a very weak performance from Latavius Murray, who just scored .2 points. Uh, and that puts him at 43 points so far in the game. I only had Dak Prescott play, and he scored a respectable 20 points and didn't put me in a big hole going on into the Sunday and Monday night slates. Um, between Lamar Jackson and Leonard Fournette having tough matchups, there is definitely an outcome where I win. And uh, this week with Miles Sanders and DJ Chark having very positive matchups, I like my chances, even though I have Chris Carson, who I don't expect to be very well, as we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, I'll pick myself to win, and that'll give Lathan and Blake decent opportunities to go ahead and make the playoffs uh, if Blake suffers a loss and uh, Lathan can take the win, um, as he'll have points there and Blake will have points as well. Uh, next week, uh, we have Connor and Mark. Connor had a very sad performance from Drew Brees on the Thursday night slate and an average performance from Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper uh, against tough Buffalo defense. So it certainly didn't set him in a place to lose the matchup, uh, as Mark also had disappointing performances from Alvin Kamara and Tariq Cohen, uh, who combined for just 15. Um, so Mark's team is setting up for negative matchups. Uh, he also has negative matchups up and down the roster, and it looks like Ertz is going to play on Connor's team after being questionable this week. Uh, so I look for Connor to, to be the favorite here. I think Mark will lose this matchup. And once again, uh, if Lathan can win, uh, this really throws Blake a bone as he'll certainly stay uh, ahead of Mark if Mark does take the L. Um, so unless he can score 100 points more than Lathan this week, uh, I think Mark will go ahead and drop out if he loses. So good luck, Mark. Um, gosh, man, if, if Lathan wins, it's going to be tough for you to get into the playoffs, buddy. Um on over, Brian's team should beat Carson as Carson continues to play a suboptimal lineup, so we won't really spend too much time discussing this matchup. Um, Brian will just be looking for uh, a little bit higher of a scoring week uh, so he can overcome the point differential that he is uh, set back on. But we'll go ahead and jump over to Commissioner Gordon versus Coley as the commission needs to pick up a win or score at least within the 50.43 points in order to keep his lead for the division title. Um, Zeke and Bo Scarborough both put up decent numbers to get him to 24 points. Nothing too crazy and nothing too weak. Uh, and Coley has yet to have anyone to play on his end. Uh, Coley will want a big week from Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf to really have a chance to win. And meanwhile, tough matchups up and down Ethan's roster lead me to believe that it's possible for him to have that sub-average scoring week that Brian needs. Um, if Kittle doesn't play, he is questionable again uh, with that ankle injury, and it's certainly possible that San Francisco might hold him out. If he doesn't play, it's certainly f possible that Ethan uh, falls out of the point total he would need. But I'll pick Ethan to win, as I don't think uh, we're going to get a surprise from Coley's team here. Uh, and it will lead to us not having as much fun going into the Monday night slate. But uh, we could certainly have a close call for that last playoff spot in that division. But we'll pick Ethan. Over to uh, the last matchup, and one that's not quite as interesting as it doesn't have any playoff implications really other than possibly that number one seed for Seth. Uh, so that is Seth versus PJ. This one really, like I said, only impacts the seeding if Seth puts up a dud and takes uh, a loss. 
but I'll pick Seth to win. The score is currently 38-20 to 20 on the back of Justin having Josh Allen and David Montgomery, while Michael Thomas gave um, Seth a pretty disappointing performance uh, for the first time all season. Uh, but looking at the two lineups, this matchup shouldn't really even be close. Justin might find a way to score some points again, as he has the past two weeks. And Seth might continue to falter, but I look for bounce-back weeks from guys like Tyler Lockett and Cooper Cup to get Seth on track for the playoffs. So we'll go ahead and pick Seth. And uh, I know that was a really short podcast, just the 20 minutes there or so. But we'll go ahead and wrap this up and uh, give everybody a good luck for the playoffs coming up this weekend for most leagues. And uh, next week, tune in and find out how everything goes. Uh, Thanks, guys, for listening, and have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend.